Welcome to the Airy Wellbeing Podcast, where we explore all things mental health, well-being, and healing through the lens of our own experiences as Black people and children of Eritrean immigrants. Our goal is to normalize the mental health conversation in our community, empower and raise awareness so that you can better understand your mental health from a place of curiosity and compassion. We are your hosts. I'm Ruthie. And I'm Miki. And we're so happy that you're here with us. Let's get started. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We're all um, just going to take a deep breath to process <laughs> everything that you just said. <sighs> because I feel like what you shared with us about self-compassion, the experiences of challenging aspects of our culture within our family, people that we love, people who have raised us and people have done their best really to give us everything that we need. And, you know, as you were talking, what came to mind is that to practice radical self-compassion is so difficult. We can talk about it. Like we all agree, okay, yes, this is important, but somehow there is shame that just hinders here, right? <laughs> It's always yeah. there. It's always there. So, okay, yes, I can be compassionate towards others. Yes, of course. My, my friend Ruth is going through this, you know, Bethlehem is going through that, of course, and I need to be understanding. But what about when I'm going through something? Do I, uh, do I use and kind of the same approach? Am I as compassionate towards myself as I am with others? And the answer is often no. I struggle, like me personally, I struggle so much. And even when you mentioned about the power in writing down, I couldn't agree more because I had times where I just have to even write it down in bullet points. I was like, okay, I can feel there's a dark cloud over my head. I was like, okay, nothing has happened this week. Why am I feeling this way? And Mm -hmm. I said, okay. And then I had just to sit down and write, okay, what's bothering me? And just write it without judging it. right because I think some of the things that we do when we're typing or when we're talking we are already judging we are preparing what we're gonna say we are not speaking freely about what's just in our heart we are already trying to examine and analyze it but when we I think some of the power that comes with journaling is actually don't judge what you're writing just write it out and then you go back and then I read us that oh this is what was happening okay it was just like hidden in a small box, like deep in the subconscious. They're really, I was like, but nothing happened. Why am I feeling this way? And sometimes mm-hmm. it's journaling and sometimes it's talking with my girls and they say, oh, but you had all of these things happening. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> but you oh just moved God. on and you just moved on. You're just like, okay, yeah, this thing happened. But you have, because you haven't stopped to process yeah. how you felt, you haven't processed like, what triggered you about the situation and you just brushed it off and moved on to the next task, it hasn't registered in your mind. And therefore, you, you're just left with this discomfort and don't know what to do with it. Oh, my God. Another thing that came to mind was also kind of the backlash that sometimes we experience when we challenge aspects of our culture that don't serve us. And they're coming, obviously, from people who we love. Mm-hmm. When we challenge those norms, when we are our 
most vulnerable kind of state, that might not be the ideal thing to do in the <laughs> sense that maybe this is the time for you to really process how you're feeling and examine and say, okay, why was I triggered by this? How did that make me feel? Okay, this upset me. And then perhaps, you know, a later stage, say, you know, this thing, kind of the session that you had with your family, which I think it's amazing, <laughs> not a doubt, like, you know, to just address the cultural silence in our culture is so strong. And because of that, we often don't have the language to express oh. it. Okay, so I'm upset, but why am I upset? What exactly? Can I pinpoint exactly what aspect of that interaction upset me? No, I can't. Because I was never allowed to even think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Your audiences are going to listen to this and they're going to just be saying this. <laughs> You know, there's so many things that you just mentioned that I just want to, like, go back and touch. One is the first thing you said is not having the vocabulary, right? In the English language. So when I came here, I was was young. So I speak the language, quote, unquote, fluently. But when we're talking about synonyms on a, like, if you put our emotion on a number line, utilizing different words to mention where we are mentally, emotionally, we have very limited, I feel like, um, words to describe what it is you're feeling. Sometimes it's not sad. Sometimes it's heavy, but we don't, we just think it's sad. <laughs> like, Or we say it's depressed, but maybe, you know, what does that really mean? Because the word depression is so strong on its own. It can be a lot of different things that go with that, right? And then you mentioned something about the subconscious. I when sometimes when I'm like going through things, when I'm going through my space, I like to withdraw when usually when my son is sleeping <laughs> and I have my like my me moment. And um, I was talking, I, I mentioned the last time we did a mental cleanse, for example. Like that is not, whew, we, we don't even think about that. You, you clean the house, okay? <laughs> you clean your closet, you clean your house, you clean your cupboards and our culture because you never know who's going to come. You got to be on point all the time, right? <laughs> but nobody's going to come see your mental state. So we take that as a backseat. But honestly, like when was the last time we did a mental state? And, you know, and it manifests itself in so many different ways, right? We feel this sense of heaviness you mentioned, Mikhail, and then you're always thinking. You just don't stop. You just keep processing, processing. You can't really put your finger on it, what exactly what that is. Your thoughts weigh you down, and I'm taking, I have it written down, so I'm just trying to look through it because it's just a lot of heaviness and you can't quite verbalize what that is, right? And so, like, I just want to talk about a little bit about what that looks like because that is part of the culture too because we're not speaking things out loud a lot of the things tend to be in our minds and so what that looks like is it can be reoccurring thoughts a lot of reoccurring thoughts it's like a broken record in there i joke with my mother who is like a worrying warrior okay like she thinks about everybody and so sometimes she's with me and i'm like where did you just go you just cut yourself a one-way ticket, a round-trip ticket, while you're still with me. Where were you just now, you know? And so, you know, we joke about it, but really we've talked about the, how important it is to train our mind to come back to this exact moment where we're at right now. And I think one of the main reasons why it's so important is that's why I go back to the journaling, writing it down. And specifically, don't look for what to write down. Don't, and we kind of mentioned that, like, don't judge it. 
This is judgment-free zone with yourself. Let's start with that. Let's be in a judgment-free zone with ourselves. That ties with the compassion I talked about. But what does compassion look like is not judging, just being okay. Oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. Listen, there's nobody there. It's just you <laughs> like with yourself. Like you're not, there's nobody there to judge you. So don't judge yourself, you know? And then when you stop judging yourself and you start realizing how good you feel, then you're able to not judge the people around you. Because you realize what, because you are reflecting, we reflect what's inside. So when we're judging ourselves, we judge others. When we feel heavy, we make sure we throw heaviness towards people. Sometimes when I'm not in a good place and a good space, I don't talk to people. And I love talking to people. <laughs> and so that just tells you that I am conscious, consciously deciding. That's why it's so exhausting because moment to moment, I make a decision to say, what am I going to say? Why am I going to say it? Thinking, why am I thinking this? These two questions are so important. And I will say the answers don't come to us right away, by the way. Sometimes it's just questions. And guess what? High five, Betty. <laughs> High five, you got the questions. That's where change starts, is by asking. And then and sometimes the question just sits with you for a while, sits with you for a while, sits with you for a while. And then, you know, because we meditate on that. That's what we do. We repeat it so much. And then whatever we repeat, we start seeing more of. So if we're repeating, I want to be intentional. I want to be forgiving. I want to understand myself. I want to heal. I want to heal. I want to heal. And then subconscious says, okay, well, let's deal with this little thing that you have sitting there in the back of your mind. And then we're like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm not ready. <laughs> and I just want to run away. No, just stay with it. Stick with it. And just keep going. Because sometimes you don't want to move. Sometimes it's a lot. And sometimes all you're going to do is just write it down close the book and just walk away. <laughs> and that's okay too, because guess what? You just wrote it down. That was before in your mind, right? And when we write stuff down, and we kind of love the way you said, like you go back and you read it, but your intention was to release it. Our intention makes a huge difference in what we do and why we do it. I think our culture doesn't talk a lot about intention. We talk about our action. We talk about, uh, we call it yulinta, in Amharic, um, in Ethiopia, worrying about other people, consistently worrying about other people, consistently. And when we're doing that, where's baiting this in this whole thing? I'm providing. I'm providing support. I'm providing love. I'm providing, and I'm just pouring, 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 pouring. And we don't talk about pouring stuff back into ourselves because the culture does not support that. Clearly, if we just stop associating that as a cultural thing, we just remove the word culture from it. We just look at the, the situation because sometimes the culture brings a lot of baggage with it. The word culture, a lot of emotions, a lot of... So just to remove the word culture is, oh, I, I feel drained. When was the last time I did something for myself? Versus, you know, the culture does not do this. But then you're like, oh, but, but I've never seen my mom do that because she's always been. Because she didn't know how to. And also... Thank God for internet. <laughs> if our intention is to heal and we ask that one question that I said, we just write it down and we just close it. We, when we're ready to process it, you're going to go back and open it and go online and research <laughs> what it is. How do we do that? I don't feel like one of the questions, why am I so closed off? The question I may ask myself, for example, is how can I be a better communicator? How can I talk to people? How can I learn to open up more with people? 
it's such a simple thing. And maybe just searching that today is how far you're going to go. High five to you. Fantastic. Great job. And then maybe send that to yourself via email. Hey, you did more than you did yesterday. Like that's what compassion literally looks like when we're talking about an action, right? And then when you're ready to read it, it's there. And when do you read it? You're like, uh-uh, that's too much. I'm out. That's okay too. Because you planted that seed now. And the seed just got to keep watering it with intention and it will continue to grow until the point where you're ready to finally absorb it. And when you're in that state, you're just like in this Zen space um, and you're ready to receive that message because your intention says, my intention is to heal. And what that looks like is, I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm going to be compassionate to myself and I'm going to receive this message. You see how many process we went through just this conversation. So imagine when we're enacting that. Imagine we were implementing that. How exhaustion, how much exhaustion is going to come from it. Emotional exhaustion, you know, that manifests itself in physical form. We might feel so tired. We want to sleep and we want to, and let's not get it. Let's not get me started on what that sleeping and taking naps means in our culture. Indeed. In the middle of the day. No, I, do. <laughs> I mean, I feel like napping is such like this. It's such an insult to our parents' generation. They're like sleeping in the middle of the day. What did you do? At your age, I had five children. Oh I did this. They're just like, you have no stamina. What's wrong with you? You know, and you're just like, chill out. I just felt tired. I just want to nap. (laughs) We're going to talk about this after I take my nap. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's like the new paradigm. I mean, I feel like you gave us, the listeners, like so many practical tips on how to like start this journey of healing. I loved what you said earlier about like, yes, the world needs healing, but we can't heal the world until we've healed ourselves. And I feel like that's so important in this moment today. We're just, we're recording this like a few days before the U S election. We're in the middle of a pandemic. There's so many things going on outside of our control, but I think it's like, for me, it's that to experience peace in the world, you need to be at peace yourself. yourself, If you want healing you need to be able to know how to provide and create like an environment of healing within yourself and i think what you said around compassion breaking it down into asking the question and asking the question and breaking it down into several steps because i think a lot of us and maybe people who are listening we just want like this like fast solution like i don't feel good i want to feel better but as we know like the three of us right now recording this we've all been on our individual journeys we're still on them it takes a lot of time. It's, there's a lot of ups and downs. It takes a lot of time. And it also involves like a lot of experimentation, you know, yeah. because we're not all going to like find the same tools useful. We're not always going to have the same pace. But I think that basic thing of like just keep asking, ask the question and keep asking it. Ask it in different ways. Ask it if it feels too scary, wait. You know, wait, keep watering the intention and you can't get back to it, like being compassionate with yourself. So that message is, I think, a message of encouragement. It's so, so uplifting. And I guess we're getting towards the end of the podcast and I I wanted to like wrap on a very important 
question, considering that we come from a collectivist culture, right? We come from a group culture. And then a lot of us are now like, you know, living our lives in this kind of more individualistic societies where it's more about the I. And I wanted to know, what are your thoughts then on the importance of community versus individual healing? Yeah, I think they go hand in hand. I really believe that. As an individual, I need to heal. Like Ruthie, you just said it perfectly. I need to heal. Like if I don't heal, I can't radiate energy of healing towards other people. I can't create this space that's or this message, non-verbally, by the way, not even verbally, but non-verbal communication that I go through that says it's okay to heal. And not only is that okay to heal, it's so necessary. Like we cannot do that. And, and by, so that radiates into the community, like it pours into the community. And we cannot do that unless we start. But then on the other hand, I mentioned it earlier, you need a space to feel like, oh, this is a safe space for me to heal. The culture needs to create an ecosystem for us to be able to grow what we are planting. And so that's how it goes hand in hand together, right? And so I think... Until the collective, until we start radiating this message of healing collectively, I think platform like ours, um, you know, Airy Wellbeing, Kinetsby, so many other individuals who have found the courage to speak up and say, hey, no, <laughs> this is not okay. And it's okay to change. And we're here to do together. I see us as like um, the hub, right? People come in. We're not necessarily providing a lot of stuff. We're providing the space for people to say, and we might like plant the ideas, right? These conversation, I feel like as a, as a plant, I mean, a seed. And so we're seeding, 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 and then people's intentions water them, our own intentions water them, our intention as airy well-being, as Kinetic, as the organization, not just the individuals that make them up, but as the organization itself and its purpose waters them as well. So I think they go hand in hand and also they support each other. So as somebody's going through an individual journey, which I think is so important, we need the ecosystem there to support their growth. It support my growth. And so now I'm sure like if I talk to you guys and if I ask you guys, Airy well-being is being this thing outside of you too. Like it has its own life now, its own identity. Kinesweet has its own identity too. All right. Like, so you know, I want to say I'm a first-time mom, but I've also had Kinesweet before. And then and now it's its own individual uh, adolescent and just like has its own identity. And it's creating this space that says, come guys, come, I'm here, come here. Let's have this conversation here. I see that you're wary. I see that you're feeling heavy. And this might be the reason. And this is what has worked for me, as they tell him. And so let's discuss that. And then what it does is, like, I love, I know you guys said, um, you guys wanted to talk to me, but I love what Air Wellbeing stands for, like I said earlier. And so now, Kinesmith and Air Wellbeing come together to have this conversation, which then brings Ruthie, Mikala, and Bethlehem together, right? So that's what this does. And that's what culture looks like. It's We're literally creating and shaping culture. We're cultivating what we want to see. And so I think that's where the community piece comes in because the, the larger community is there. And then there's a sub-community that's now being created 
that focuses on healing, that focuses on cultural healing specifically, because uh, that says, hey, the culture is part of your identity. And so that, that goes back to you. That's, I feel like it's, it's a circle. And you really don't know where one is and where the other one is. And a circle, I'm a like a math lover. So a circle has many, 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 many dots that makes the circle. And those dots, I feel like, are the individuals and that create that community, right? So it's such an important thing for us to consider when we're thinking about healing and walking with intention, with the intention of healing. Don't think about how do I change the culture? Don't do that. Just think about how do I heal myself? How do I unpack? What does this really mean? Why am I feeling this way? When we start thinking that, and like I said, I everything has a vibration, everything has energy. And so your space is healing space that you're in, it radiates to those. And then what you do, by the way, you may not necessarily change someone that doesn't feel it yet because they're not there yet. And maybe your radiation is not that strong, but you start attracting other people who are also going through the healing process. Now on this podcast, there's three of us. And then when we meet on these type of like this mental health or these type of things, when we have these meetings, like the one we met at before, right, um, Ruthie, when we meet on these things that we, our path, our circle is grown. So the energy that we're radiating is so much bigger now. And we're still individuals, but it's so much bigger. And then, so the platform now grows. And now we are attracting even more people from further up. And so that's why I said, don't worry. But when you start thinking about how do I change the community, I, that's my personal, that has been my personal challenge for me. When we talk about how do I change the community? I don't even know what to talk about. I okay, stop. Take a deep breath. Like ground yourself. Come back to it. Maybe you need some, you know, some incense and bring that, smell that in. I'm telling you, those, that, like our traditions, they're rooted in certain, so many good things. Etan in frankincense. It's very grounding. Put that on. My husband and I, we put it around the house at least three times a day. I mean, you walk in here, you're going to feel like you're back home. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> so I put some on before recording. Yes! I love that. It just gives me this like vibe, you know. It's um, very calming. Yeah. Like, yes, exactly. But even though that's not, that's not necessarily what we learned, you see what I mean? Like what we have picked up, the transition. It impacts us so many different places. And because you're in, I'm sure with you, because you're in this space of intentionally moving forward and in a healing space, you're able to see it on or in sense for what it is or what it can do for you. But when you're in this chaotic space, when we're outside of ourselves and we have not like stayed calm, we can't see the value of things, the value of people, the value of time, the value of needing to slow down. I grew up in New York, okay? It's go, 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 go all the time. When I left New York and went to LA, which is whoo, such a different culture. Like it's just calm. And I'm like, the first six, seven months, I said, okay, what's going on? What's happening? Where are we going? What's happening? And, I, and then it just slows you down. Even being in nature slows you down. And then you're able to hear yourself think. You're able to, to connect to the spirit, you know, your spirit. Really hear yourself. Honestly, you really hear yourself. And that little thing that, Mikhail, you mentioned earlier, is that little thing that's in the back of my mind that's felt like a little sand. It's just there. I don't know exactly what it is. You can't hear that when there's so much noise. And so it's such an important thing to even like to implement that and to plug that back into our culture. Like 
our cultures, I think, are very spiritual, spiritually grounded. And during spiritual sessions, there's a lot of quiet, a lot of humming, a lot of chanting. And that, the vibration changes and it calms you down, it slows you down, and you're going back into your internal self. And maybe that's what we associate with incense, right? It's on the subconscious level. But on a physical level, the smell literally says, hey, I'm right here, focus. I'm right here right now. This is, that is, I'm right here right now, focus on this. Focus on my smell. And then you take a deep breath. And when you do, you're like, your body relaxes a little bit. And all of a sudden, and guess what? You're changing all of this with you. But now when you're in this state and you communicate with somebody else, you're radiating something different from what you were doing beforehand. And that's how we change the culture. That's how we change the community. Because we start with, I start with Vicky. You start with Ruthie. You start with Mikan. And then the three of us meet. And now we're radiating the space and this, this energy of healing, of questioning sometimes. It's not even healing, just questioning. And then now we're encouraging people without even speaking because what comes out of our mouth now matches with what's on the inside, which is the space, the sense of calmness, sense of being at peace, even if it's just for the moment. So when I'm talking to you, I may be excited, but the words that are coming out, the way they're coming out, it's hitting you differently because I'm throwing it differently. And maybe I'm not even throwing it, I'm just passing it on, right? Like when you throw something, you can hit somebody, but I'm, I'm passing my words to you and it lands softly. And all of a sudden, the shadow that I mentioned about, the shadow that we create becomes so different. The light that we're passing becomes so different. And shadow is not in a negative sense, but really when the sun is hitting us, what are we passing? What is the thing that's behind us? How is that impacting people around us? And all of that honestly talks about how does what my thoughts are, some things maybe that was passed down to me that caused me to think something, how does that impact me where I'm at right now? where am I at? And then we just start focusing on that. And I think the culture, you will change the culture on its own. And or these spaces that we talked about, uh, area well-being, Kinetic, a lot of the other organizations that are focused on, on healing and moving forward also will be the hub to help you, to help support this new journey that you're on. Maybe you need to sit down for a little bit and take a sip of water from the page of Airy Wellbeing and Kina Tweety. Like, you know what I mean? So, and I'm using a lot of analogy, but that's <laughs> literally what that is, right? And so yeah, I'm so passionate about it. And I love talking to you because I know you, we're wrapping up, but I love talking to you guys because I see the passion and I feel the passion in talking to an anthropologist uh, <laughs> with someone who's kind of studied this. I thought I was going to feel a little intimidated, but I appreciate you guys like creating this space for us to even have this dialogue. I think our listeners will be thrilled listening to you. There's so many gems in what you've shared. And I think there's so much wisdom and it's practical. It's a, it's really like a compassionate way to get started on this. And something that we say is like, not everybody needs to be on a platform or be speaking up loudly about this. You can just have one conversation with somebody. It could be your friend, a relative, a sibling. I do firmly believe that healing starts with us, but really, especially when we come from these cultures where we haven't had permission in the past, I think just by having these conversations, what we're doing is we're giving ourselves 
permission collectively and we need it because there's such a resistance towards like mental health and healing and resistance and lack of familiarity really as well and like we've said you you mentioned like trauma war all these things so I feel like we starting individually but then finding a way to plug that into some type of community and like I said again that could just be conversation with one other person there's no formula it doesn't have to be public but I think when we talk to each other, it is so powerful. And I think you create this, like like we're doing right now, like you said, we're creating this like energy field, this container, this intention. And like for everybody listening in, it's just getting bigger and bigger. That's what community healing is for me as well. So, yeah. I mean, thank you so much for, for being here today, for sharing your wisdom. Your passion is like, it's unmissable and we need it. We need it in our community. So... Thank you for being here, for taking your time to share your perspectives and your thoughts. Where can people find you? Do you have any offerings right now? Or like, how can people follow your work? Yes. Thank you so much. I want to say before I tell them the good stuff, (laughs) I want to say thank you so much to you guys. I'm like watering my eyes for the people that can't see it. I really want to be transparent with people as much as possible. So I'm getting a little emotional when you're saying those things because I know how difficult my journey was on its own. To even be able to have these conversations, sometimes you feel like you don't make any sense until I realize maybe I'm not in the right circle. I'm not in the right environment. Where you fit is not always where you belong, you know? In our culture, we're so trained to fit anywhere, I feel like, because we're being trained to accommodate other people, very communal, right? So you start radiating when you start finding the right fit with people that may have the same vision as you, that may have the same compassion as you, or the same intention, I really, really, that's what it is, the same vision and same intention as you. So for that, I thank you so much for even inviting me on here. Um, as a fan of your page, this means a lot. And I also feel when you, after you asked me, I started writing down some of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about once we, we came up with the title or the focus. I learned a lot of things through that process for myself. So I thank you so much for that because there's, you know, back home we say in a big wedding, there are little weddings in there. <laughs> That's how you meet somebody and never know. <laughs> and so through this journey to talk to you guys, I learned a lot of things about myself too. And so when, when sometimes when you hear something from someone that you respect, it does something for, it affirms what you are hoping you're trying to do. So I appreciate you for saying your kind words. I thank you so much. And uh, where they can find me, <laughs> Kinet Bates on IG. I also have a page on Facebook on Kinet Bates, K-I-N-E-T-B-E-T. I know you're going to write it. I don't even know why I spelled it. I forget about technology sometimes. <laughs> but uh, Kinet Bates on Instagram. I also have kinetbates.com that we're developing. It's kind of like on the skeleton phase that I am planning on, like uh, having, definitely posting some of the stuff that we do on there, but also writing. I also welcome people who may want to be contributors on Keynote Suite, um, talking about these type of things, journey of healing, their experiences. We can post it on the website. Like I said, it's there. We've developed it. But being a mom <laughs> keeps you busy sometimes and you reprioritize things a little bit. And God willing, I'm planning on refocusing on that. So my ask for people is please come join our journey. We can accept more than one group at a time. <laughs> I follow Airy Wellbeing and I'm on Kina Trade. So we can do both, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I encourage you to please come in. Uh, let's have dialogue. 
about changing the things that we don't like about the culture that we love. That's my ask, and that's where I am. And um, if anyone wants to reach me via email, because some people may not want to write stuff, obviously you can do so online, but um, you can also send an email to Bethlehem at kinetweets.com or info at kinetweets.com. Um, that's also available for anyone who wants to reach out to me as well. And um, yeah, I thank you so much for listening. <laughs> oh, it is our... Yes, you've been such a light. <laughs> I feel like our... I need time to process this whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, I Make sure am... you have it done, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going to include all of your information in the show notes so that people can you know, connect with your work, reach out to you. It's going to be so important. And like Mickey said, you are such a light. It's been such an honor to have this conversation with you. It's one of many. We're doing this community work together. Yeah, so... I'm a little bit overwhelmed right now in a good way, but thank you so much. I look forward to the future. I really hope we're going to have more conversations because I'm telling you, you guys are saying this and I feel inspired. I feel energized and I don't feel alone. So I <laughs> thank you for that one. Yeah. It's very, very mutual. Mickey, any last words from you? No, I just need to process this whole conversation. <laughs> It's been such a pleasure, such a, such a pleasure. Yeah. So thank you to everybody listening in to this episode, tuning in, share this, share this with somebody that you care about. Forward this, you know, podcast episode to a friend, a family member, leave us a review. And until next time, be well. So goodbye, Betty and Mickey. Thank you for tuning in to the Every Wellbeing Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and sign up to our monthly newsletter. Links are in the show notes. If you like this episode, share it with a friend. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so that we can keep spreading the word about mental health and well-being in our communities together. Until next time, be well. Be well.